Hello and welcome. My name is Tanai and I help women become confident with themselves and their sexuality and shed the pressure to be the good girl. For the past 10 years, I've worked with all kinds of sex and relationship experts to heal what I thought was commitment phobia, only to find out that there's actually no such thing. This podcast is my opportunity to debunk commitment phobia, so drop all of your preconceived notions and tune in to hear what I've learned along my journey about what it takes for people to create authentic and intimate connections. This is Commitment Phobe. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Commitment Phobe. Today is a very special episode. Um, first of all, because it's going to be the last one before I take a little break um, and making episodes every week. I just need to batch them up. I have a lot going on in the upcoming weeks. I have a program that I'm launching and I'm enrolled in different programs and I'm going to be traveling a lot. So to make this episode extra special, I brought on my friend Cesar Rodriguez, who's also, who also has one of the highest downloads in this, um, in this podcast. And I've gotten so much feedback about how amazing it was the way that he opened up and he's so vulnerable and he shares so much. So I thought, why not bring him on to interview me? And he has his own podcast. Um, what is it? Love is our nature. <laughs> love is our nature. Yeah. I was like, love is our healing. Love is nature. <laughs> Which I love. And he's so great at asking questions and carrying the conversations. So it is my honor to have him as the host today. Wow. Wow. Well, the honor is all mine. <laughs> Thank you for having me. What a beautiful <laughs> opportunity this is to drop in with you tonight. And I love the intention of just being able to get to know you, myself and your listeners. Like we get to know you a little bit deeper where there's no agenda, right? I even asked you before we started, wait a second, what? What's the agenda here? Like, there's no agenda. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. Right. So, that's exactly what I wanted, yeah. So, that's wonderful. I'm very excited to see what unfolds here. And thank you for the opportunity for us to get to know you a little bit deeper. Absolutely. All right. So, what's in your heart right now? Hmm. I, I feel total peace. I just took a bachata class and it's number... Five out of six, I signed up for six private classes. And for me, dancing, specifically dancing with a man has been a little bit of like a sore subject, I guess. You know, I'm Venezuelan. And so dancing has sort of been part of my culture. But I moved when I was 10 from Venezuela. And I use it as my, as my excuse as why I never felt comfortable dancing. Um, when I was little, I also wasn't like the popular girl. So guys weren't taking me out to dance. So I didn't really develop it as my second nature. So what's been really special is that I have finally felt like I can fully let go and surrender in these classes and say that I can enjoy dancing and, and trust a man to lead me, not try to predict what he's going to do in the dance or pull him. And then I end up tripping. <laughs> and that has just like, I feel so turned on and so at peace. So that's what's in my mm. heart right now. It's awesome. Bachata is so much fun, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Were you one of those people that is 
as fighting the lead at the, at the beginning when you first start learning oh the guy's gosh. trying to lead you and, and you're like fighting it or you're trying to lead yourself yeah but be, but also because i'm so in my head and there's this like little thing that i didn't even realize made a difference which is that when the man's turning you he needs to feel your weight on his hand so that he can really hold mm-hmm. you and like bring you with him i didn't realize yes. that i was not leaning back Uh, once i did it was like everything clicked it's like wow it is so much easier to be carried and led if i allow myself to lean back which is you know so metaphorical so yeah it's really beautiful absolutely totally metaphorical you know i was a salsa instructor right um i kind of i kind of remember that you had a dance background so i was excited to tell (laughs) you about this but no i didn't remember that (laughs) Yeah, funny enough, I've ended up leading salsa classes here in Santa Teresa, Costa Rica, out of, out of popular demand. And, and I got to tell you, it's it's exactly as you said. The, um, it, it's very telling <laughs> that when you dance with a partner and the follows or the women, they are like resistant to the lead, and there's like a barrier to break through. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> to, like let yourself be led, woman. <laughs> you know? Yes, and it, what I love about it is that you know we're in this world where we're doing a lot of mental work and now the beautiful thing is that we have an awareness that in something like dance we get to practice surrendering in relationship mm-hmm. you know if you really do these things consciously then you realize wow look at everything that i get to practice in dancing and then see the ripple effects in my relationships wow you just went deep <laughs> Say more about what it means to surrender in relationships. Yeah, to me, it really means to trust a man and respect him and to be honest with you, to not see him as stupid and incapable. I realized that I really love and respect men and still there was a part of me up until recently that just thought of men a little lesser, like they can't do what us women can you know we're not, we're not that smart <laughs> <laughs> but you are the smart the smart species <laughs> but the thing is like it, it just feels so good to be led you know so yeah it's like if, if you want to really have that feeling of, of surrender that really juicy beautiful feeling then it requires that trust i see and what did it look like for you in relationships when you weren't surrendering it's a really good question um by the way, we're going, we're going there. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I figured this is what I, this is the point. <laughs> okay, so the biggest thing for me, or one of the things, I'll just start there, is that I wasn't really expressing um, when I needed to set boundaries. I, you know, it's like I play this really kinky game with myself. Let's see how much I can hold it before mm. I set a boundary. And I just would allow myself to suffer mm. because it was so excruciating to say something. Like it was so excruciating to ask for what I want or to say, Hey, when like you did this and, and it made me feel really terrible. And I just had such a deep fear of being judgmental or being controlling. So there were just moments where I just wanted to call something out. Like I just wanted to call someone selfish or I wanted to call someone all these things all these judgments. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, who am I to say that? 
Mm-hmm. So I just wouldn't say anything at all. Right. So when you say you play this game to see how long you can hold it, the it that you're holding is like anything that's any confrontation or or anything like that, huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it's just the feeling not seen or feeling not safe. Um, I would just continue to feel unseen or unsafe. So I wouldn't ever express if I, if I was feeling like I wasn't getting the attention that I wanted or if something yeah. was worrying me about their behavior. And, and so with the connection there between like not trusting men is that I didn't really trust them to hold the space for me. And I'm sure you're not alone in this, right? I can definitely relate. And isn't it interesting how we've gotten so conditioned in our society to avoid anything that is a little bit deeper below the surface because it seems like confrontation and it's really bad to go there. Yeah. And I think I've, I've always just kind of said, Oh, well, I don't really see this going anywhere. He's not the one. So there's no point of going there. And that's not something that I do now. Now I definitely say, okay, there's something there f- for me. It doesn't matter where this relationship is going. But back in the day, it was not like that. I, I would rather do anything than to seem like a bitch or to seem judgmental or controlling. It was like, wow, I was just, I was leaving all these relationships like a saint because I wasn't really saying all of these thoughts that I had. Yeah. It was almost like, the commitment phobia that you know this whole mm. literally this whole podcast is about was just a cop out so that I didn't seem like a bitch. Yeah, it's because really I have this thing, that's why I'm leaving, you know, like yeah. it's not you, it's me. Exactly. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, in some way, yeah. <laughs> it's so like um yeah. malicious or is that the word? Mm. Well, you could call it that, but it's you know, it's uh, that's the shadow right shadow expressing itself you know we we all have our shadow side that it's not like we're doing it with any uh, malicious intent it's just yeah the way we wound up yeah it's the way that i was protecting myself yeah that's why the type of work you do and the type of work that we've been so blessed to be guided into i think is, is so important to explore those shadows aspects of ourselves you know the all those crevices of our, of our psyche or our being that like lash out or just are very covert with people and sabotage our relationships if we don't manage them. So good yeah. for you for doing your work. Thank you. Being yeah, a leader. you know something that something that's been very present this week. So, so I the house that I'm in right now, I was in, I was staying here by myself for three weeks, and then this week. The owners arrived, so that's my friend and her husband. And then my other friend is staying here, and her business partner has come a couple times to work here. And so yesterday, it went from being just me to all of these people. <laughs> and I noticed how my tendency was to put everything in the corner, all my things in a corner of a room, and be aware of not of trying not to be an inconvenience to anybody else, mm. which. It's like, wow, that really has been my pattern. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. How, so it's like I, I, 
I like to analyze how people are. I like to understand people's needs so that I could accommodate to them. And that way I never cause any inconvenience to them. So what ended up happening is that towards the end of the afternoon, I started having sort of a mini panic attack. And it was really all of that that I was holding in. Thankfully, now I'm at a place where I can, I know exactly what I need, which is a release, right? So then I messaged my friend, where are you? Found her and I just cried into her arms and I just expressed everything that was there, which is, yeah, I noticed that this was really dramatic. I, I went from being by myself to now everyone being in my space and I'm not used to asking for boundaries or asking, yeah, asking for something that would inconvenience someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Boundaries are so important. The, you know, I remember when I first started hearing the word boundaries, I'm like, this is like the new buzzword. I thought it was so overrated. Everybody talking about boundaries and I, and I wouldn't get it. You even invited me to a boundary workshop that your mom was leading <laughs> yeah. so, somewhere in South Beach, Miami. And I'm like, I don't need to go to a boundary workshop. <laughs> and, and <laughs> I then, know, I was the same. Yeah. And, and it didn't hit me till like two years after completing this one relationship I was in where I was talking to my ex and we start having this boundary conversation. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> We never had this conversation, huh? When we when we probably should have had it, right? Because we just had different boundaries, you know. And it's so important. Yeah. Like, what are you comfortable with? What are you uncomfortable with? What's crossing the line for you? What's not? Right. It seems like a mechanical yeah, exactly. conversation. That's not a very romantic one. Yeah, and and honestly, that's another reason why I wasn't having these conversations mm-hmm. because I was so obsessed with. With seeing, seeing, like with looking either sexy or cute to men. And so there are certain things that just didn't fall into either one of the categories. And I was so obsessed with, I'm either going to be sexy or I'm going to be cute. Right. There's nothing sexy or cute about boundaries. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Or, or sharing your fears or sharing yeah. where you're annoyed at someone or sharing your judgments that you have about someone. Yeah. Right. Well, and I take that back because then when you see when somebody just openly communicates their boundaries, there's something there's something very sexy about that. Yeah. You know, like, oh, wow, wow, that confidence, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool, cool. All right. So I'll ask you a question right off the bat that I love asking guests in my own podcast, (laughs) (laughs) which is what are you? I probably asked you this in my podcast. So I'll ask you in your podcast. What are you most passionate about? Oh, what am I most passionate about in general? I don't know why beauty has been a really important word for me my whole life. It's just that moment where you really see the beauty in things and the beauty in people. Mm-hmm. And I've always felt, I've always felt special in that way. Like I can see more beauty than other people. Mm-hmm. And in a way, I, I do feel that. Like, I feel like I'm, my heart has been more open my whole life where I can be with people's beauty. I can really see them like, wow, this person, you know? Yeah. And same with places. That's, that's just like what I love about traveling and just being with the place and noticing the people and the air and the architecture and, and the nature. And it's just, yeah, being able to, to clear everything out in my way to really be with the beauty of everybody else and everything around me. Mm. So like noticing the beauty everywhere around you. Yeah. Just yeah. Like seeing it without any judgment, just appreciating it. 
Right. Just being with it. Yeah, and that's Sorry, what I'm Dao, that's what I'm Dao Dao Ching of you. Oh yeah? I I, I must look this yeah. person up. Um Well the Dao the Ching is one of the wisest spiritual books ever written by Lao Tzu. He says Oh I do you, know Lao Tzu. Okay. When you when you make something beautiful, you make something else ugly, right? So I love what you said now, which is just being with it, not necessarily judging it, even on the on the bright side, like, oh, look, look how, how amazing this is, or, or no, just really just being with what is, and then having the experience of beauty and seeing the beauty in it. Not because it's the most beautiful or more beautiful than the other, just because it is. Yeah, just because it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, I just love to love life. Really, that, that's just yeah. what I love to do. Like, I love experiencing mm. new things. I love meeting new people. I love hearing people's stories. I love to love life. Yeah, I love to be weird because that, to me, is a new way of loving life. I love adrenaline because that's a way, that's an edgy way to love life. Yeah. What's your favorite way to be weird? Ooh, <laughs> my favorite way to be weird. Probably... When I smoke weed and play the guitar and I can rap or like make, just make up a song what? on the spot, I'm extremely... All right. As soon as we wrap up this podcast recording, I know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's, oh, man, this one so night, cool. there's one night where my best friend and I, we, we smoked with her boyfriend and I started singing like Cher and I started singing like Britney Spears. I just did all these impersonations. That's not something you usually would see in me if I'm not high. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or improvising oh, music. Man, yeah, so... I can't just do that on a sober mind yet. Yeah. I really appreciate that. I have a lot of appreciation or a lot of appreciation lately for for people who are just embracing their weird publicly. Because mm-hmm. that gives in my experience, that gives so much permission to other people to just express themselves. Speaking of, you know, societal conditioning, which we touched upon earlier, one of the conditionings that I that I think we could agree we are almost plagued with is like we're all supposed to be some certain way, like inside this mold and like not color outside the line, right? Like dress a certain way and behave a certain way, sound a certain way, you do certain things, get a certain type of job, right? Plan a certain type of long-term life and like when you're going to retire by and where and with what and, and all this all this rigid already figured out model right and we all seem to be marching as like really good soldiers down this or, or robots rather down this figured out constricted model and like when you see somebody just totally coloring outside the lines just being totally weird something so refreshing about that and i think it's probably uh because of the times we're in there's yeah um, i heard this i heard this um this quote from a podcast with something lewis what's the name oh yeah i know who you're talking about I yeah he has a really good podcast anyway yeah he said something that really shook me which is that for us, being adults means doing what everybody else is doing. Like literally becoming an adult means to be co- like to be a copy of everybody else, to do what everyone yeah. else is doing. I'm like, wow, how interesting. Mm-hmm. When you put it yeah. that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 
and, and I love that we've gotten to share on each other's journeys this year, right? Like we both came to Costa Rica in the same month and we were just like, let's see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> just to, just today, I got a message from, from somebody like a friend from college that she just got married and she's like, so what are you doing down there? And I'm like, Oh, just, you know, exploring the inner world, immersing in nature and creating community. And she's like, yeah, I've seen pictures, but like, what is it? Like yoga, meditation or what? Because some of them look kind of like a cult. (laughs) (laughs) And and I'm like, oh, how interesting that you call a cult something that is outside of what is familiar to you. It's gotten to that extent of like how constricted we are that if it's anything outside of what we seem to know the mold is, seems like some weird sect or cult or something. Yeah, last time I was home, both of my parents expressed a little bit of worry about how I have no idea where I'm going to live. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I told you I think I might be going to Costa Rica in December, but I don't really know. I'm, I'm waiting for the moment to, you know, to right. see what's what's resonant for me. What do I desire in that moment? And I have no worry. I, I really just mm-hmm. fully trust that I'm always where I'm meant to be. Mm-hmm. But it was interesting to hear my parents, you know, express a little bit of worry. My mom sees me in her in her guest room, which is tiny. Yeah. And she goes, Isn't it time that you get your own place? And, <laughs> and you know, in a different in a different time before doing all this work, I probably would have taken that as an attack or something. But really, I I, I, I looked at her and I was like, Wow, my really hear your worry for me. You know, thank you for caring so much. And I know that you feel bad that I don't have space in your in your home. And I know that as my mother, you want to take care of me. Like, thank you so much. And mm-hmm. and just so you know, I'm I'm totally fine. This is great. And I yeah. don't feel the need to have my own space just yet. Right. Yeah. And how exciting and awesome to have life be a mystery. Right? Like yeah. it's the nature of life that exactly mystery i think what you and i did is that we we actually made just like made it intentional to create that relationship with the mystery because life is a mystery life is uncertain so we were Mm -hmm. like all right so let me actually dance with that and see Mm. what it's like to to just expect the uncertainty as opposed to try to look for certainty all the time and what a dance it's been yeah (laughs) Yeah, it took you to Guatemala. You hiked along with this volcano and published like the most epic photo by a volcano I've ever seen. <laughs> it looked like you were in the, the middle of an apocalypse with the world yeah. ending, the lava right behind you. <laughs> and I was like, wow, like that was not going to happen predictably, you know, in some linear life, you know? It's so amazing. Like what happens when you just open up yourself to the mystery and what's possible. Absolutely. So, so yeah. What, what would you love your listeners to know about you that you don't think they know about you yet? (laughs) Oh my God. Wow. I don't know. Yeah, there's so much. They <laughs> come back to that. Yeah. There's so much or you don't know. I don't, <laughs> you just gave me two contradicting answers. That's so true. I guess uh, I'm judging my answers. <laughs> as I'm uh, <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> All right, let's talk about that. 
Okay, fine. <laughs> so there's a part of me that wants to like seem super wise, right? So I, mm-hmm. so then that part wants to share how in my whole journey this year, traveling, I've asked these questions of things that I'm looking for and I find them in my travels. So for example, Guatemala, I went by myself and there's something about Guatemala that has a lot of masculine energy. You know, it's very, you know, the men kind of run the family and I did spiritual ceremonies where the men run them. It's very different than, you know, like I did a cacao ceremony and it was very masculine. Really? Wow. Here it's the opposite. Yeah, exactly. Because Costa Rica is very feminine. At the time, I was very much needing grounding and structure in my business. And just a sense of maturity in myself. That that trip very much felt like I came back a lot more mature. And it was really through this experience in Guatemala, being by myself, being in nature and stillness, waking up at five in the morning, going to sleep really early because there weren't any you know street lights, that instilled the sense of stability in me that I could rely on. That that just kind of been planned, you know? So, so this year has been about asking the questions and then they, they just happen naturally. So that's why I know that I'm always at the right place at the right time. There's like these moments where I'm like, Oh, this is exactly what I called in. The dancing is another example, feeling like there's something really significant about the way that I show up and dance. And this just felt like the very right moment to um to dive into that and it's just yeah. a, it's it's right at the same time that i'm healing my gut and so you know if you learn about chakras that you know that dancing moving your hips is the second chakra which is also your gut so it's you know it's all super synchronistic and amazing so that i was judging that because i'm like yeah i want my my listeners to know how cool and and wise i am <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah, and what I'm asking myself is that okay, what what do we learn about you out of that? Right. So what is that? Given that that's how it's gone this year, and that's and you've gone to manifest the things that you call in, and things just kind of seem to fall into place. What does that say about you? I'm very trusting. I'm extremely trusting. I have a lot of faith, and and yeah, I've always had a very innate trust that everything will work out. And I, mm-hmm. I think it probably comes from my mom who, who said that. I remember when I was little and I had glasses and I was a little chubby. My mom, my mom was like, don't worry. One day you're going to be beautiful. And one day men are going to love your thick thighs because I had thicker thighs than all my <laughs> friends. And she was like, don't worry. One day men are really going to love those thighs. And also my brothers were also very fat when they were young and then they, they thinned out and became all muscular. And so I was like, all right, if my brothers went through this transformation, so will I. And so I, I always just had that mentality of everything's always going to work out. And if there's a will, there's a way I can always, I, I can always get whatever I want, Yeah. which has worked against me. Also, I've learned that, you know, to let go of the attachment of the results. There's, I, I've, I think the past two years, I had almost like an arrogance, like, oh, I asked for it. So like, hello, universe, why aren't you giving it to me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so that's where I've learned about timing and how things don't just show up when we want them, how we want them. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, I can totally relate to the arrogance around I can mm. have whatever I want, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the attachment as well, right? Like once we get to know ourselves as somebody that could have whatever they want, then like all of a sudden we expect it, like it should get here, right? Pretty yeah. arrogant. And it takes us to a funky place when I think when it just isn't going that route. I want to ask you something that I'm not sure. I'm not sure that I know how to articulate, but we'll see how it comes out. Is there something that I'm seeing and something that I've admired in you for a long time as well? You know, you talked about the thing you're passionate about is like seeing the beauty everywhere. And I totally see that. I remember when we met and you were coaching the program at Landmark and and I was your coach and I could I could so easily and quickly see how much you really cared for your participants and how how you saw like the beauty in them even like the real quirky ones especially the real quirky ones <laughs> and and i'd get off the phone with you and i'm like wow like she like she really sees like so much in them like more than i was seeing in them you know and and you just mentioned now that you know what all those things that you shared earlier say about you is that you're trusting Right, like you really trust life, you trust others, you, you just trust. So, I guess what I want to ask is, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna first name that like this purity or this innocence that somehow you've been able to retain. Right, it's like this this purity and innocence of like a young child, where a child sees the world like and just sees the joy and the beauty of it. Right, they haven't been jaded, yeah. right? Which is what I, what I'm pointing to. Now, I know you've been through a lot of very challenging, difficult experiences. So, my question is, how have you been able to retain that that purity and that sense of innocence that allows you to be so trusting towards the world and see the beauty in it throughout the challenges of life? Yeah, that's a really good question. You know, when I was little, I was very mature, like very, very wise for my age. And I remember looking at all the adults in my life and thinking, man, they've lost their magic and I don't want to lose that. I was actually really afraid of growing up because I was like, life is so beautiful and magical and it can be so much fun all the time. And look at all these really boring adults not having fun (laughs) and and that's what's made me very conflict averse and very structure averse and all those things Mm -hmm. because it's almost like i i had an intolerance to all the other things i'm like life is beautiful why can't it be beautiful all the time you know Mm -hmm. but the the childhood innocence is actually something that that I've never really had to work on. Like I never had to retrieve it really more. It's it's actually, I've had to have more approval for it because for a really long time, I've actually felt very insecure about that and felt like a little girl. And so there's been times where I haven't felt sexy or attractive. I haven't felt like a woman because I had such a little girl energy in me. And my work has been to not shame that in myself 
and see that as a power, see that as something beautiful, and see that having an open heart is is really courageous and like nothing not, there's nothing to be scared of if, if you have a full open heart. Mm. So I feel like some people would argue with you about that, right? Like what they would mean, like, what do you mean? Like you have an open heart, it could get hurt very easily. Right. But ah, the thing is that all the things that we cover up our heart with and we close up our heart with is, is what makes us fragile and what makes us unstable. It's all this fake civility that we create, you know? It's like if you have that open heart and that solid civility, then you're like a solid tree. Whereas if you create all these barriers around yourself, someone can just tip you over. It's not created from within. You're trying so well, hard. Counterintuitive, right? Yeah, I know. It's excruciating. It's like so annoying. You're trying <laughs> so hard to close up your heart and you're putting all that energy into doing that. So that's energy that you could actually have in, in, in the standing. Does that make sense? It's, it's kind of a weird visual. Yeah, I'm trying to picture it with you, and, it, and it's so counterintuitive, right? Because somebody, somebody's there. They went through through their tough experiences in life. They had their heart broken. They were disappointed, right? And now they got all these barriers, like, ain't nobody going to touch me now, right? And they're like this very uh, shelled-up person, right? And they seem to be very confident. They seem to be very confident, and like, nobody can touch you, right? And you're saying that person is more fragile. Yeah, I mean, think about all the things they have to carry. And and the funny thing is that my whole life, I've been putting all of those people that don't show their emotions on a pedestal. They've triggered me so much. And I recently had a conversation with my friend Julian. We had a really open conversation where I shared with him that he's triggered me because he never showed his emotions. And he shared with me that I triggered him. Because of what? I'm always <laughs> digging deeper and showing my emotions. I'm always uh, like, here's more and more and more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and nice. and one of the lessons that I've learned this year is is that I can't expect everybody else to be as comfortable opening their heart and showing their emotions as I am. Yeah. <laughs> because it's it's so easy for me to put my walls up because other people aren't opening their heart like I am. And honestly, that's really unrealistic expectations that's that's like that was my lesson a very hard lesson for me to learn yeah and sorry i laugh because i'm like oh my god it's so true like whenever we go have lunch or coffee it's it's not even been 10 minutes when you and i were already like oh doing god. shadow work it's so true <laughs> literally i'm thinking about our last lunch yeah like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, in midtown and we're over, and we're there like all right let's look at this <laughs> hilarious yeah oh man that's good that's good yeah i just i think innately i don't really have that much fear to love it's funny because it's Mm -hmm. you know that's been my whole thing why am i so afraid of loving (laughs) but i think it's because deep down i'm so open to it because deep down you're so open to it so if you're so open to it i'm yeah then what's the the threat yeah that's the thing that and I'm, I'm actually really willing to go there. I just get really threatened when other people are afraid and I put them on a pedestal and I can sense their fear and I see it as impenetrable and scary and better than me. And I give them all the power. Yeah. I don't see my power in having such an open heart and, and being so loving. When in fact, you're the powerful one because of what you just said now, right? Like you're the one that is willing to 
you know, put her heart on her sleeve and be like, let's, let's talk about this. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Well, that's really cool. Thank you for answering that question. Uh, what I gathered the answer to question was how to retain, you know, that, that beauty, well, that lens rather, right? Like that, that lens and that spirit of pure innocence to see like uh, essential beauty and everything is by not shaming it. Yeah. Remember in, in the landmark forum that, that exercise where they have everybody close their eyes and then what you come, what you're present to is how we're all just scared of each other. Mm -hmm. That was really powerful for me. Mm. What was your experience there? From that moment onwards, I realized that nobody's a villain in my life and no one wants to actually do me wrong. They're just scared. And there was so much more compassion there for other people. Yeah. And so much more compassion for myself. Um, yeah, it's interesting, right? We were so preoccupied and feel threatened because we think other people are threatening yet. In fact, everybody's just surviving and doing their best to survive. Yeah. And like, I think there's some people who just do it really well. That's the other thing that I have a really Pretend. hard time. Yeah. I have a really hard time pretending. That's why. I've been so commitment averse because the, the anxiety takes over. I don't last very long in a situation that I don't feel truthful in. Whereas people can be in relationships for years and not really, you know, and put up with things that aren't aligned with them. Because, yeah, because I forget how good people are. And, and then also in that exercise. So before, before doing that, Mark, I was, I used to think everybody hated me. Even my best friends. I remember that I used to think that the landmark leaders hated me. Like, she definitely doesn't want to call on me. Or she definitely, huh. you know, you know, yeah. I don't know if you had that experience, but I know there's certain people who do who think that the landmark leader hates them. That was me. It's picking on them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Oh, my God. Honestly. Okay. This is so random. I wish I could just like get what I would get from ayahuasca without doing ayahuasca. I'm so scared. <laughs> and I'm speaking to the ayahuasca guru here. Mm. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know. I earned that title. So maybe we could talk about that yeah. a little. Okay. You didn't you have your, oh no, that was a mushroom ceremony, right? Yeah. And I'm doing, first, like, and I'm doing another ceremony. mushroom ceremony next week, actually. Yeah, oh, I meant to. Ask. Okay, that's cool. And let's talk about that too. I want to know about that. Um, that's something I forgot to ask you when you were on my show. The and we just kind of like went through it very quickly that when we brought that up. But say say briefly what you what you got out of your first mushroom journey, and before we get into yeah. So for that one, I actually did not get much. Um, maybe it had to do with, with already the fear and resistance that I was coming in with. Mm -hmm. Um, what I did get was a lot of relief. So most of the time I spent laughing and crying. And then there was a brief moment where I leaned back, I was in a pool and I had this image of all these women in a cave. So it seemed like some sort of prehistoric times or, you know, a long time ago. 
And they were all healers and they were all welcoming me back as if I was being inducted as another healer of their, of their community. That felt really important to me. Like, wow, yeah, that is what I'm here to help women do. I'm here to help them heal. And I don't know that it's just, I wouldn't even narrow it down as just women because you've been there for me in some pretty big ways as well. You know, I remember it was a time where I was, where I was quite torn about how to handle things with an ex when we were looking at rekindling and it was like a certain way that I felt like she wanted me to be that for me just didn't really feel very me. And I spoke with you and I walked out of the conversation, like so empowered and just like honoring me, mm. you know, like mm -hmm. it, it doesn't mean anything bad if, if I don't want to be with her. Like I had it like, Oh, since she's all that in a bag of chips, I should want to be with her and be the way that she wants me to be. Right. right? And, and, and I just had a real, like there was something very unsettled for me about that. And, and yeah, so that was, that was really big for me. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. And now you're going into another ceremony soon. When is it? Next week. Okay. And what yeah. motivated you, motivated you to, motivated you to do that? Honestly, I, I love doing edgy things. Like I mentioned, I love jumping out of planes and I've flown a stunt plane before and I, you know, I'm bungee jumping and all these wow. things. So I actually do love edges and like, in, in like the, I don't know if you're familiar. I think I might have sent you the sexual blueprints, which is sexual, sex, sex languages, like love languages. No, you gotta send it to me. Yeah. So kink is really high for me. Like I do love doing these edgy things. So when I did streams the first time and I, and I saw, wow, that was really light. I was like, let's do it again. You know, how much did you take? <laughs> Not that much. It was it very, very small. Oh, okay. Dose. Yeah. Very, okay, very no wonder. micro dose. Um, do you know how much you're going to do now? I don't know. I think like one gram. Is that is that correct? I think you should go, should go double. No, maybe a gram and a yeah, half. Nah, go two. Oh my god, I don't know. I mean, you're gonna have. Who, wait, hold on. Before I say yeah, that. yeah, wait. Okay, <laughs> who, let's let's who, talk. Who's leading it? <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just my friends and I, and we're ah yeah. Okay. Then 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 yeah no just, yeah then just less. <laughs> I think yeah what what scares me is here I am peer pressure again <laughs> I know and do like, more drugs tonight <laughs> damn it <laughs> no I get it but yeah I'm scared of being in dark places where I don't have control and I feel like I can't get out of them that's what scares me mm -hmm. and it's interesting my acting landmark has got me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I've experienced this year too with all, you know, I have, I have some chronic pain in my hip and I've been healing my gut and it's, I've just learned how discomfort resistant I've been and how pain avoiding I, I've been. So I, that really? to me seems like the epitome of it, you know, being stuck somewhere mentally where you can't get out of it and you're fighting yourself. Yeah. That really scares me. That's really interesting for me to hear because, you know, you say you've been pain avoidant, but I remember when you first told me that you deal with chronic pain, I was like, oh my God, like I never even had a hint of a clue uh, about that. And I had so much respect for you in that moment because I'm like, wow, like you seem so fully present, like in a conversation with someone and, and you're like experiencing pain in that moment. 
and like that's nowhere near and my level of awareness of, or perception when in a conversation with you, you know? Yeah, that's true. Um, my mom gets a lot of my complaining and big <laughs> like, why, why do I have all this pain? <laughs> yeah, I see. So do you have an intention for that ceremony with your friends? Yeah. I think there's still something there that keeps me from seeing myself as powerful as I am. It's like, I, I know it intellectually and, and there's something still there where I'm not stepping into it fully. Yeah. And that's okay. You know, I'm only in the beginning. Like, I'm so young. This is all a journey. Yeah. But, yeah. but why not, you know, see what's there for me. So that's what I want to see. I want to see what's, what's in the way of me um, seeing my own power. Nice. I love that. It's amazing. Yeah. And I love what you said, you know, sometimes, especially when we start doing this work and uh, step into a personal growth journey or spiritual development journey. It's like all of a sudden we see the big gap right? or we see it like through other people or we see it in ourselves in some moment of insight, whether through psychedelics or, or without like, Oh my God, that's where I could be. And it almost become like a should, it becomes like a should. Right. And, mm-hmm. and you said it beautifully just now where it's, it's actually okay to be wherever you are right and it's it's okay to take um just one step right and then just one more step in our journey to be who we are meant to be in this life so yeah. that's a nice reminder for people yeah i love that you said that because one of the things one of the lessons for me this year has been to accept my insecurities yeah and it, there's a moment where i even just had an inquiry with myself and asked myself like what does it mean to me that I'm showing up insecure in this moment um and the first time that happened I was in a group of people and I was like yeah why why am I in my head right now about how insecure I'm showing up mm-hmm. and yeah I realized that I that I wasn't being very talkative that I was worried about what those people were thinking that I was feeling tender and soft and, and when I broke those down, I was like, what's wrong with all those things? It's like all these things that I've just been masking with the word insecure. Mm. When really they're kind of like the feminine side of me. They're the really soft side of me that I forget yeah. to acknowledge. Yeah, because I think I, I really value the go-getter in me and the independent woman. And here's everything that I can do. And then there's right. the soft side in me. And that, that one needs a little more attention. It's beautiful. Yeah. Right. Like you don't need to be like super outgoing all the time. Right. Like you're allowed to feel a little more internal for whatever reason. I'm allowed to worry about people think sometimes, you know, we put so much pressure on ourselves to be confident. Yeah. That's even a word. I'm like, what is confidence? (laughs) Yeah. I get super insecure too. Like I recently started sharing some of my, my chi dance video is something i talked to you about like way at the beginning of the year right yeah, that very slowly been coming so out beautiful. <laughs> oh thanks yeah. <laughs> I, I need to hear that like in the moment that i'm trying to record one because <laughs> then they're like i'm like sometimes shaking like am i gonna publish this right now like am i gonna i don't know i don't know how, how am i gonna look what are people gonna think like yeah i feel the so same weird. exact way when i offer yeah. people my coaching 
Like when I saw myself, that's exactly how I feel. I'm like, yuck, that's disgusting. <laughs> it's so vulnerable. Yeah, it's like I forget that I'm literally offering them to help them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so what supports you in that moment? Yeah, what I've been doing is is letting my friends know, mm-hmm. and and having them just remind me that everything I'm saying is is amazing, that there's nothing wrong with it, that it's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, something that I've been telling my clients a lot lately is like everyone's making themselves wrong for needing other people. Mm-hmm. It's like we still need people. We're still here. We're still relational beings. It's still okay yeah. to want people's validation. As long as, I mean, yeah. in my opinion, it's as long as you don't feel like you need it. You know, but sometimes I want it. Sometimes it helps. Yeah. You know what I'm gathering too is so useful is communicating your insecurities. Like, what you, from, like that's what I'm gathering from what you said. Like, what if you just told somebody like that, that you're hanging out with, that you went to some social event with, like, hey, I'm feeling really insecure right now. Or like, or I'm feeling this way right now. Mm-hmm. I think that's such a beautiful thing. You know, right? it's so vulnerable. Exactly. You know? Like, that's what I thought. Wow, this is so tender and beautiful and vulnerable and yeah. soft. Yeah. Like, if I was, if I took somebody out, like, on a date to, like, some social setting and, like, mm-hmm. all of a sudden she tells me, hey, I'm feeling pretty secure right now. I would be, I would be so turned on. I would be like, oh, my God, I get to take care of you. What oh. do you need? You know? Yes. <laughs> It's such an opportunity for a genuine connection there. I saw, um, I saw this uh, this post by one of the guys from Authentic Relating. He he said, you know, instead of trying to fix a conversation, how about you ask? I'm going to ask it to you now. Like, hey, tonight, how is this conversation going for you? Mm. Yeah. So how is this conversation going for you? Yeah, <laughs> this conversation is going great. I feel really good in this conversation. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Yeah, I'm gonna ask that next time one of my dates is going sideways. I feel <laughs> like feel like we're checked out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like, how's this conversation going for you? <laughs> yeah, just have a real conversation immediately. Right, all of a sudden yeah. it gets real. I had a man ask me once if I wanted more sensation or less sensation in our conversation. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. said, <laughs> oh yeah, in our conversation. And I said, honestly, Good. like, yeah, I'm kind of indifferent. Like, it's fine the way it is. And so he responded, great. Well, I'm looking to create conversations with someone where I can experience higher sensation. So let's close this container. And if we ever want to revisit it, we can revisit it. Wow. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> was he like a, was he like just out of some Zen monastery and, <laughs> and like, <laughs> Burma or something? I think it's like a lot of tantra work. I see. Yeah. Wow. Which has to more be sensation with. or less sensation in the conversation? What, what does yeah. that mean? Yeah, like if you want it to go deeper, if you want to get connect, feel more connected. But I didn't have a, an wow. interest and in, in desire, so that was a really interesting way for him to put that. Interesting. More sensation. I've never heard that before. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Amazing. So. As we begin to wrap up, what can you say about like what you're out to create, like in the short term future, like in the next few months, years, as you're uh, unfolding your 
contribution to the world in a greater and greater way by the day, apparently. <laughs> so like, what would you like to share about like what you're creating in the world, what you're creating in your life? Yeah, good question. Currently, what I'm focusing on is helping women express themselves unapologetically in their relationships, which means, you know, getting to experience all the things that I personally have, have had growth in, which is getting to ask for what you want and sharing your feelings and sharing yourself authentically um, without the fear of what the other person is going to think. And I think expression looks so many different ways. It's expressing yourself, how you dress, how you carry yourself, expressing yourself sexually, artistically. Yeah, just I, I, I really want women to feel approval for all, all of that they have to express. And men as well. But I think this in this moment, I'm focusing on, on helping women. And I'm going to push my edges here and promote myself on my own podcast. Yes, of course. Where else? Yeah, and say that I am running a program that starts in October called Fully Self-Expressed. And it's for women who want to do just that, who want to feel fully self-expressed in their relationships, not feel that shame and the guilt whenever they express themselves. And I also, yeah, I work with clients one-on-one and it's really powerful. It's very powerful coaching. We go really deep and I really care. Tons of sensation. Yeah, it's lots of sensation and I, and I really <laughs> fucking care. I, I really, yeah. I'm a stand for these women to step into their brilliance and their, their, their beauty. Yeah, I know you are. Yeah. Lucky for the women that get to be in the space that you hold for them. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy for them. Quite a treat. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. And thank you for coming on the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on your own show. <laughs> and thank you <laughs> so for, fun. for saying yes to this. Um, of course. Yeah, you're your your voice is like butter like yeah, the way you you speak is just so relaxing it always has been i think that's what makes you such a powerful leader that um that there is just so much presence in how you speak that's what it is mm. there's so much presence and and you have such an ease in slowing down and speaking from your heart and i can really feel that when i talk to you and i really appreciate it so thank you wow thank you I'm touched that you <laughs> recognize my buttery, my buttery voice. <laughs> I never, I never heard that before, but I'll remember it. No way. Yeah. Th- thank you. Thank you. You know, it's really been th- these, this journey, you know, that we've both been on to, to learn to slow down and be fully present with people and just have full compassion, you know, for everyone's process. So uh, no, that's something that you do really well with people too. So thank you for being that for me, for being that for all these amazing ladies that you get to support and fully expressing themselves. And uh, we shall do this again sometime. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode of Commitment Phobe. 
If this episode left an impact on you, please share with friends, family, loved ones, ex-lovers, the people in your life who you think would benefit from listening to these conversations. If you're curious about the kind of work that I do as an intuitive coach, head on over to my website, www.tanaimelgram.com, where you can learn more about what I do with my one-on-one coaching clients, group coaching programs, and you can set up a discovery call with me to see how I can be of support to you. You could also follow me on Instagram on my handle at Tanai Milgram. I'm always posting content about what I'm up to and new insights, new learnings that I'm getting along my journey. And please head over to iTunes and leave a five-star review if you like what you heard. So together we can start changing the conversation we're having about intimacy and commitments. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll see you next week.